Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fancy Werewolf Lounge. And if you're watching on video, you probably noticed something a little different about me. Well, the thing is, thing is, I gave in to peer pressure and got my hair done professionally instead of getting it all shaved off. I thought we lived in America where we used to believe in freedom, but I guess not anymore. Whatever, Josh. <laughs> I just told you to trim your beard in the first place. I didn't even have to cut your hair at all. So you clearly didn't give in to peer pressure. Okay, whatever, Stalin. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fancy Wolf Lounge. I am your host, Josh Pfizer, and this is your girl, Liberty Bell. Hello. What up? <laughs> and uh, what are you guys drinking today? I am drinking a spritzer, I would say. It's a vodka with Diet 7 Up limes and some raspberry, fresh raspberry juice. Okay. I got a black cherry white claw, and I might be doing pulls <laughs> of uh, Sailor Jerry's a bit later. Uh, by uh, by the way, I, uh, this that's uh, Nancy. Al, are you clawing it up too? <laughs> you're, you're doing the white claw, dude. Yeah. No aluminum today. Yeah. No peanut butter I gotta jelly. Keep it, no. I gotta keep it light today. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about you, Josh? Oh. You're drinking. I am drinking a Breckenridge Avalanche Amber Ale, so pretty basic bro stuff. Um, but uh, you did hear uh, from our uh, guest today, uh, comedian Nancy Persoon. How you doing? Did I get your last name right? Yeah, actually. Okay. I was like, the first time we were about to say it, I'm like, oh, fuck, do I have to tell people how to pronounce my last name again? <laughs> Well, and, and the thing yeah, is, I think Josh is the only one who doesn't really know you. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, like, I could see how. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was like, it's pronounced exactly how it's spelled, but still people want to say Pearson or do something weird with it. And well, I'm just like, it's too, it's per yeah. and then that's yeah. it. <laughs> like on first sight, it, it kind of looks like person. Uh, like if you don't like, if you can't just don't like see the second O, like well, I think that's kind of the implication, isn't it? Oh, some people just assume that I'm just trying to be like I'm a real life person, all right? When and they're like, they, <laughs> people who think it's a stage name, I'm just kind of like, no, this is, this is a name everybody knows me by. It's what I go by in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I was, I was just thinking like like on first glance when Liberty told me you were going to be on, I was just like, it's uses. I thought it read like. I'm gonna uh, ask Nancy person to be honest. Like, who? Who are they? What are their last name? I don't know. Quit acting like I know this person. <laughs> this Nancy <This> person. person. <laughs> um, but we do have a. But but you're a comedian uh, in Iowa City, or? Yeah, I'm. I'm in Iowa City. I started here, and then I lived out in Chicago for a year, and then my living situation wasn't doing well, and I just moved back to Iowa City. And I like it here still. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool town. Uh, we do have a clip from um, one of your um, one of your sets. So uh, yeah. it's it's well, it's like a specific part of your set, but it's fantastic. I I identify non-binary. Um, I deal with bigots a lot. Yeah, you fucking bigot. Um, <laughs> 
Who's your child, right? <laughs> I mean, I think we can all agree that uh, infants are just generally bigots. Like, <laughs> like read some Angela Davis, you oh. six-month-old. Okay. Get woke. One's years old and hasn't started reading queer identity theory. They can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. You're giving them a whole six months. I'm like, as soon as you come out the vagina, you're ten months old already. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've never understood that. Like, why do people say that when a baby is born, it's it's one day old? No, that baby's ten months old already. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Like, I feel like that's gonna. Like, My baby's one week old. I'm like. Well, your baby's ten months and one week old, right? I feel, that, I feel like though that's that, in the that, murky water, right here. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a life that's happens a, at conception. Life, life happens at a, about eighteen. That is. <laughs> you're not even a human until you're eighteen. We're going, we're going like, uh, like, yeah. Liberty's going hard right. Like it's gonna, it's like a, it's like Dennis Miller right after nine eleven. It's like, just, oh my god. I'm, I'm like, just speaking the truth. Everybody knows when a baby walks out of the vagina. <laughs> did you did you someone say when a baby walks out of the butt? <laughs> when a baby, when baby walks, walks out of the butt. A baby walks out of the anus. It's ten months old. Oh no. Oh okay. <laughs> um, Oh yeah, but I was gonna say during that clip, it was a uh, it was a uh, an apartment show, and it was three shows, three different stories, and the first show started up an hour late. And I didn't really have, it was right before my paycheck, so I didn't have any money. And that first house had really bougie, like, wine and cheese spread and all this free beer. So me and my friends <laughs> in the corner just trying to chug as much as we can. And not realizing the show started an hour late and everybody on the first show ran their time. And I was on the second show. So I got, like, blacked out drunk. And, and then the second floor was a Malort distributor, which is, like, a liquor, a liqueur only access. Oh no! And everybody hates it, but I love it. So <laughs> this guy's just following me around, just filling up with more. <laughs> and so when I get up on stage, I'm so shitty, blacked out, drunk, and I'm hardly telling my jokes right. And like I'm bombing completely up at that point when I tell that baby to shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you tell those babies to shut up, baby. I don't think you know, it's coincidence. I don't think it's oh, a coincidence that uh, Rush Limbaugh looks like a baby. So, <laughs> well, like our comics, I feel like that's what we have to do. We have to just steal as liquor as we can because that's usually our only payment. So, <laughs> get after it. The cheese is a tip. The cheese is a tip. <laughs> the booze is the, my payment, and the cheese is a chip. And I'm sorry that I spilt my word on that guy's TV stand, but he said it was. <laughs> And the rest of the bottle for me to walk home with. So I was walking through the streets after my set, just chugging Malort in the streets of Chicago. <laughs> What's the funniest or the weirdest thing you've ever gotten paid for, uh, paid with at a comedy show? Um, I don't know. I guess I, I mean, I've been paid in booze a lot just because I'm an alcoholic. And they know I'll be. Uh, <laughs> But I think the the worst one was one of those shows in Atumla. Did you guys ever do that venue or? There's a couple different ones there. Are you talking about the Washington? 
I can remember what the hell the place is called. I was asked last second to fill in like this. That's what I am, is just the last second filler. <laughs> and the person who wrote the check for it um, was so drunk that it was incoherent. And I had to like talk through the cashier at my room. Oh my God. I think this is what it says. Like you can kind of see, these are my identifiers on this check. And the guy's like, this isn't the worst check I've seen. It's definitely up there. Oh. One time I uh, did this, actually, well, speaking of the reason you're filling in is because our friend Gianna's chat and supposed to be on today, but her sister had a heart attack. So she's staying with that, her family or whatever. But Janice asked me on this show and it was a volunteer opportunity. And it was in the Cedar Rapids Public Library and it was like a women's retreat. Um, and it was supposed to be like this like self-care seminar for women and it was free. Yeah, we like get there and this woman's got like full spread. There's like Moscato filled cupcakes and like all sorts of drinks and like all this shit. Nobody showed up. It was literally just us and this woman worked so hard for it and she started crying. And she's like, well, you guys can just take whatever you want from my company. So I literally got paid in stress balls. <laughs> Ironic. And like USB ports and pens and shit. The merch. So that was kind of cool. The merch. <laughs> yeah, free merch. Yeah. They just open up the supply closet and just say, just raid it, whatever, we're sorry. <laughs> no, they had it like all setting out on this table for these women to take. But they never showed up. So then they were just like, oh, you guys can have it, I guess. Aww. But she did not give us any of the Moscato filled cupcakes. She took like all 20 dozen home. And I'm pretty sure she just ate them all and she might still drunk. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it sounds like she, would, she was crying while eating those. That sounds like a really sad lady like, at the time. I you know. I feel really bad for her. She was like, you guys can just perform for me if you want to. <laughs> I just looked her dead in the eyes and I was like, I'm sorry, but no, we're not doing that. We're just like that. <laughs> but never... then we went to see the Penguins local showcase and so it all worked out and it was a good time. But, but you, you've never done a show for one audience member before? They can be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for this lady. He was bawling her eyes out. So. <laughs> it sounds like she needed a good laugh. God sounds, so I said tell her one joke, but that was it. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a performance art thing, like a comedian doing their regular... They're not even like a Tim and Eric comedian. They're like a mainstream comedi comedian or something. But there's just one audience member in in a in a in a empty theater, and that audience member is crying. Like that sounds like a brilliant. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna. Like I literally was just waiting. Impression Kutcher to show up, like Hunter <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. something. Very know. current reference. I mean, well, you know, he is originally Peter Rabbit, so that's like a bit. Oh, uh, Nancy, uh, what, uh, usually we, we start out these things by asking um, a few questions. One, uh, how are you keeping emotionally and, and uh, um, uh, psychologically and physically healthy uh during these times okay first off physically healthy you can fuck off like um <laughs> i don't care <laughs> okay i i just got done 
smoke cigarette and I'm drinking a white cloth. It's I, I <laughs> just I woke up at like three. All right, so part of my day. Yeah, you, we we uh, you um said in the group chat. Yeah, I'll be in in a minute. I'll I gotta go to the, get some smoke. So yeah, I kind of figured. Like, that was, that was a, well, you know, I I threw on my mask and I threw on my slippers, and that gas station right around the corner knows me pretty well. So it's just kind of like I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna do this podcast I agreed to yesterday. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with it, but um. I'm getting booze and cigarettes for it. Like, <laughs> I feel is the correct combination for this show. Um, but what about the other? Uh, what about, uh, you know, just trying to stay I was, sane? Um, I mean, I told you that I learned a little video editing. Um, I actually, I did shoot a sketch, but too long and I still need to edit it down. And that was like a month ago and I just never touched it again. Um mm. It went all right at the Zoom open mic. I shot, I showed it that, but they're just like, yeah, it's a little long and stuff. And then I've been learning video game speedrun stuff. Um, uh, well, I, I guess I, that leads into the other question we asked: is like, what entertainment are you consuming right now? Oh, uh, I rewatched through King of the Hill, Gravity Falls. Um, God, I rewatched through. Oh, I rewatched all the bad Simpsons seasons, like season, <laughs> like season what, fifteen on or? Uh, I I generally cut it off about thirteen or what I still consider the good seasons, even though a lot of people cut it off at nine. But yeah, I watched all those. And I'm just like, there's some weird noticing trends I'm noticing in these later seasons. But also, why am I doing this to myself? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and also like. Uh, Disney Plus uh, doesn't have it in the correct um, aspect ratio, and that kind of bugs me. Watching The Simpsons, oh. like that, I'm I'm a pedant. It would bug you, Josh. It would bug you. It, it it does. It does, and it does. Um, but yeah, like I mean, speaking of Simpsons, like the the news out of that is they're they're now going to they're they're not going to have white actors play people of color on the show and my reaction to that was people don't watch the simpsons anymore like i don't think anybody really cares like no, even when like that apu stuff happened i was just like why is everybody getting angry at this guy for pointing out that apu might be a little racist when you haven't watched the show in in 10 years like i don't understand like they're not going to get rid of the episodes with Apu in it because that's the only episodes that uh, with Hank Azaria as Apu in it because those are the only episodes that people wa will watch because nobody gives a shit about The Simpsons anymore. It hasn't been funny for a long time. That's that's it. That's that's my rant about people who are who are like hate that The Simpsons are, would do that. But like, yeah, yeah. Well, my my thing on that is that. Um... The documentary about Apu is actually just talking about how all the stereotypes are kind of more the problem, and yeah, how white guy voices him. But the the main problem is that this is our only representation. Yeah, really, yeah. this is the only thing that people associate with. So then, when like they got out and like, oh, this asshole wanted to remove it, and he's like, I wasn't telling them to remove it; I was just stating problems with it. Um, <laughs> and then everybody blames him for it. And it's like, no, I wasn't. A has them to remove him even. I was just saying there are problems and we should at least acknowledge them and talk about yeah. them out loud rather than just being like, aha, you, 
those goddamn libs got rid of their only Indian character. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, like, I know Hank Azaria came out and said, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea for me to do that anymore. I listened to it and, like, the, the arguments, I was like, yeah, they're right. But that was also, like, a year after the documentaries, which I found weird. But, you know, Hank Azaria still, like, did that. It's not like he's not going to be on the, he has, like, five other characters on The Simpsons. It's him and Harry Shearer, like, voice half the secondary yeah. character. Like, exactly. I know. Uh, Isn't it fun when you talk about Simpson with me? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> people at bars love it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 Literally, that was the only TV show we were allowed to watch as children. So That was the only thing you were allowed to? I keep hearing the opposite. I keep hearing, like, kids not being able to watch The Simpsons back in the day. Like, I, I know a few of them. And like well, now looking back at it, it's just like, wow, this is a kind of milquetoast uh, critique of the atomic. Or maybe it's because like Simpsons is so iconic now that a lot of shows are trying to do more with that, like Bob's Burgers or whatever, with that kind of um, uh, formula. It pushed boundaries for the time. And that's yeah. why people were like, oh my God, like, you know, George W. Bush and Barbara Bush, like, went on a uh, rant. You mean, uh, George H.W. Bush. H.W., my bad. Um, how they're just like, oh, the Simpsons are what's wrong with America, and that's what we, and it's just like, you watch it, you're like, no, they're pretty, like, bland. Yeah. Uh, the physical abuse. Yeah. South, <laughs> South Park killed the Simpsons, I think, as far as that shit goes. Uh, South Park yeah. just went so hard that... No well, I think really I think them. more so that did that. Well, yeah, I think so because most um, adult animated shows had to keep pushing the bounds, the the boundaries, to a point where I kind of find a lot of adult animated stuff a little boring because it's just like, how edgy can we be? Is this like, I mean, is it funny? Like, first off, is South it South Park is hilarious to me. I, don't think, yeah, I think they they rarely ever miss South Park because it's always something. I don't know. It's always a little twist, and I think it's always pretty funny. Uh, I, I, I stopped watching a few years ago because I thought it was like trying too hard to be edgy. I don't know. Well, my my thing against South Park is that Matt and Trey's politics are weird. That basically they, they never really make a stance on anything. They just say, "Isn't it stupid if you believe in anything?" And that's <laughs> politics politically. And that's yeah. what you can, you can always tell someone who gets too into South Park and, and it becomes their, their mental attitude about life in general. No, you're, you're absolutely right. That's 100%. I keep hearing people, like, when they talk about electoral politics, you know, oh, you're just voting for a, a, a dick or, a, or like, was it a dick or an asshole? Sure. It's just like, that's a very, like, there's a lot of problems with electoral politics, but that is a, an incredibly simplistic way to put it, to, to, like, think about that kind of stuff. Oh my God! People who watch South Park are being glib. Fucking new. Um. <laughs> I watch it. I watch it. I just don't identify with it, and that's the problem I think people have with pretty much everything. They still oh, yeah. identify with their stuff, and they. I keep up with it still too, but I also kept up with The Simpsons even during their shitty years. So that just means I'm just addicted to Me TV. Too. Yep, yep, that's pretty much what it is. Yep. I used to be. Well, there's also the age of belief. Like you can just believe whatever the fuck yeah. you want. I so. used to be the the kind of person who would watch, a, want to watch a TV show in its entirety, 
uh, I stopped doing that when there's like when there are like 13 fucking seasons of Supernatural, and I just wanted it to be over. I wanted to like, I want to have the collective in my mind. I don't want to like keep watching these show this these the show anymore. I'm getting no joy out of it. But um, <laughs> it makes you watch it. Yeah. No, I stopped watching a while ago. That's that's the thing. But yeah. Well, I was going to say, did you ever watch anime? Because it sounds like you've never experienced anime before because you really like it. I don't, I'm not a big anime guy. That's my, that's, I I like the, I think I'm, I like the basic, I like Cowboy Bebop, which is perfect for me because that only was like one season uh, and a movie. Um, You know, I like Akira. I like, um, actually, I don't think there's much else in anime that I, I, I like. In jumps, how it is is that they get you in the first like 100, 150 episodes, and then it goes on to like 800, and you hate all the rest, but you're like, I have to see how this ends, and then they keep on dragging it out. Like, I'm like, if you complain about Supernatural, you need to start watching anime and understand the pain of that. <laughs> I don't want to. You just described something I hate. I uh, that sounds terrible. What are you doing? Oh, no, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Why are you suggesting pain? I don't know. It's an experience. Life is a highway, and I'm gonna ride it all night long. You know? <laughs> I I can I can I get on the biscuit train with gravy wheels? <laughs> That's the best song that matches my shirt that I'm wearing. Right now. What's your shirt, Ella? It's shirt? my Hawaiian shirt. I posted on Facebook about it. I had some decisions, and a few people <laughs> voted, and I ended up getting all of them. I got all three of them like an idiot. This one Aww. is a smaller one. This one's a size small, which I got it. They might be too big, but it's too small. So I'm going to send it back after I wear it on this podcast. And then the other ones are coming tomorrow. No, we're only seeing the shoulders, though, dude. Like, you can. Yeah, you got you to gotta show us the shirt. Yeah. You'll you got to show America what they want to see. This is my fans page. <laughs> Link in bio. <laughs> Uh, so Nancy, uh, let, uh, tell us a little bit about your um, journey in comedy. Where does that start? Uh, I mean, the first time I performed stamp was because a bar I regulared at started doing an open mic, and I I used to I went to community college for like painting and drawing and stuff like that, and I just kind of stopped painting and drawing, and I was just like. I don't know. It's because I don't have deadlines. And then, like, they're like, hey, we do this every week. And I'm like, well, that forces me to write every week. That's some kind of artistic output. So then it just, I started doing it. And that's just kind of always my mentality is that, I don't know, it's an art form that you have active, you you have deadlines that you can set for yourself that are very visual. Right. Where was that open mic then? It was it was at the Deadwood in Iowa City, okay. which I still drink to at every day. And that open mic did not last very long because it is not the right venue for an open mic. <laughs> what What do you mean? Oh, it's it's a very it's a larger space and a bunch of drunk regulars there that aren't there to mm. see comedy. So nobody would listen, but they did listen to my first full sets just because they're like, yeah, you drink here every day. Fucking we'll be supportive of you. But like anybody else, there's like, yeah, this can fuck off. And we're just going to talk like we know I do at a bar. <laughs> uh, we, we talk sometimes about like, uh, 
kind of like venues that have had have or had open mics that really shouldn't have like like we we sometimes talk about like a venue being too small but like uh, too big is also a, a a problem as well like you know i've i've like i've even done open mics where there's uh video games playing so it's oh. yeah so it's 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 it, yeah but um uh what would you describe as uh your style or like your 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 comedians that influence you or like what what would you honestly i i've gotten that question generally i say tv influenced my writing more than stand-up did but if anybody ever wants to point towards a comedian i remember watching reggie watts videos in high school yeah and being like I find this guy funny and I associate with what he's like talking about and how it's kind of nonsensical, even though I don't know, meh. like, I don't feel like I do that quite as just, I write a lot of misdirects and callbacks and stuff like that. And then one liners and, uh, ones that I, uh, act antagonistic towards the crowd. Like, not <laughs> like, I'll have seen me plenty of times down at the yacht club. That's just like I just I just walk up to the person in the front and I'm just like I'm gonna ask you questions. It doesn't really matter how, but you have to answer these questions, and I'm just gonna make a joke off of this. How how uh, how does that how does that work for you? The being antagonistic to the audience, like like is there like a secret to it to that like you don't um, alienate them enough to to. Like somehow you got to get because that's part of the comedy is getting the audience on your side enough for you to. I think part of it is making sure that it's well aware that everybody's in on the joke that you're not actually make. Like I used to have this. God, I, I have gotten a few threats after shows. <laughs> that's, that's not funny. I'm sorry, but no, no, no. It's, it's I. Definitely had times before where somebody's like, "Yeah, I thought you were funny, but why'd you only pick on me?" And I'm like, "I don't know because you sat in the front and I didn't know you. That's usually what I do when I go up to the show in the front row. And I'm like, do I know? Is there somebody I don't know up there? Yeah, you. All right, I'm just gonna talk at you for like yeah. this entire set. Um, like, yeah, if you don't and, want people, if you don't want to, uh, the risk of being part of crowd work, don't be in the front row. Like that's just that's just comedy show one oh comedy audience one oh one. You gotta go. And try to go a couple rows back. So I don't like yeah. people are scared and the front row is empty. Yeah, That's not, not like not the scared. Front row. It's like a, it's like a blast radius sometimes. Yeah. Well, the last couple weeks when don't our bar was Nancy, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even try. If, if I'm gonna start having to go on. George Carlin said. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I will. I will say like quickly. I don't think, like, I don't, like, a clip has gone around of Carlin on J Larry King talking about Andrew Dice Clay and how Andrew Dice Clay kind of isn't funny or, or what I, or he's just, like, being a dick. And this, like, pe like people won't acknowledge that part of George Carlin. Um, nor do they ever acknowledge the time where uh, he made a, he had a special that he was going to release. And uh, he made a joke about uh, crashing planes into buildings. And then 9-11 happened the day before the special was supposed to be released. And he just cut the special altogether. Like, he actually understood yeah. a time and place to talk about stuff. And usually the people who quote Carlin are 
uh, edge lord shitheads that are just like, I can do whatever. <laughs> Who, and who, I'm just like, actually, have you actually paid attention to George Carlin? He knew a time and place. And he also yeah. knew that it's like you have to be poignant and you have to stand by what you say. And what you're just saying is generally racist, racist, transphobic, homophobic shit. And you just don't want to own up towards it. The other line that they always say is it's satire and you don't yeah. get it. And I'm like, well, then you're really bad at satire. Just sound like you just said a bunch of bigoted stuff and you weren't doing it from a point that critiques that. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm convinced people who like keep like using Carlin as a defense for that have have only listened to his joke about rape jokes. Like that's the only Carlin they've listened to. Like I have a class clown on vinyl and it's mostly just him being goofy as fuck. He's just like talking about how like art like he talks about uh what he would do as a class like raspberries and you know farts under the armpit and stuff like that. Like He's not, he's not like the edgy asshole that people think he is. I don't know. They found a few quotes and they quote it forever. I'm sorry. I've had this edgelord talk too many times. Edgelords <laughs> and shit. I, I honestly blame memes a little bit. I blame memes for people thinking, and also for people thinking that they're funny when they're not. I don't know. Uh, but, uh. Is that, I. Is the feedback coming from me, or is that because Nancy doesn't have headphones in? Uh, I think a little bit. I think it's Nancy. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's me. Do I need to turn down it a little bit? Um, well, you need to be able turn to your radio down. <laughs> <laughs> Get out my lawn. Um, no, it's is fine. It? I, I just, yeah. I thought maybe I would change my headphones because that was maybe me, but I'm gonna switch back to my other ones because I could hear you better. Yeah, I was just like, I only have one pair of headphones right now that don't work because in quarantine, I'm just like, fuck it, I don't need headphones anymore. <laughs> I, I'm glad we're I'm glad going you to send you some. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that, though, because uh, I, I hate people who, like, are out in public and don't use headphones. Oh, yeah. Like... Like, the only times I need headphones are when I'm sitting at the bar and watching shit. Well, that's because Josh is an angry old man, though. Hey, <laughs> fair. Uh, I, I know that's a little ageist, but I mean... And I how am that. I the old man? Aloe's older than me. Aloe's almost 40. Yeah, Do you see my cool. shirt, though? Do you he's see my cool. shirt? Yeah. The shirt that I'm wearing. Cool it means you're cool. definitely 40. <laughs> no. Yeah, it takes so years off. Sure no. Now. <laughs> that's that's Ow! something people Ow! going through a midlife crisis always See, tell themselves. This is this is what people do. It's a palm they tree. That's fun. That's fun and beautiful. <laughs> Climb up there, get coconut. He's you know, deflecting. Josh is deflecting on the aloe, and we will not stand for. You're the one that's. You know what? You know what? You look a lot younger with your haircut, though. Thank that was you. a good. That was a good right, move. Thank you. I suggested all the way bald like me, but, but I wanted you know, to do that. I, I wanted to do that. You should have. But you somebody told me it wasn't a good idea. There's something about scraping razor blades in your scalp that just <laughs> wakes you up, you know. And Marlon Brando right, and okay, uh, Apocalypse Now. You shave your head. I'll shave my head. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah definitely. That. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I think that was a dare. Can I get a double dog there? 
right, all right, go for it. All right. Well, See, that's um, more like it. Now you know I won't do it because I think you would like if I did it. So <laughs> reverse psychology. Good play, Allo. Um, just sounds but, like you're trying to find excuses. <laughs> uh, so Nancy. Sorry for like five years, so don't at me, Nancy. <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, Nancy, uh, you do you host the Yacht Club or? Um, oh, Sometimes it's usually um, Spencer, but um, I I host it because, well, I used to host it years ago, um, and then I just stopped, and now I work at Yacht Club, and oh. so they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever, Nancy, you're hosting this week, and I don't know, and maybe I'll do it more whenever we get back, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because you were saying that you guys opened up for a month and then reclosed, right? So what yeah. what was up with that? Um, so because of like how shitty our governor's been about all this stuff, it was basically like forcing a lot of businesses to open back up um, at the start of June. If not, then they can't make their money and then they can't pay their bills. Right. Um, and letting it ride out longer. Um, and all. Our, the the owner of the yacht club he also like yeah he also owns like the gay bar and all this other stuff that's the reason why I get to work there is because yeah <laughs> it's a queer establishment um, but um, it's basically like him the reason why he closed it back down was like he's looking at it's just like we're getting more and more cases and every night I'm open up despite us trying to give out free masks everybody's refusing to do it and I'm hearing more and more so trying to be responsible and we're going to close down for a little bit longer again um but you know that's also yeah well that that's the well, that sorry oh no i was the same we'll see yeah it, that's the, like this weird fucked up thing about what's going on right now i think it, it wasn't a good idea to open businesses back up so soon, but also the way people are treating going into businesses. Like, I don't understand why wearing a mask is so difficult for, for a lot of people. Like I was having a discussion and with my barber, I went and like, you know, it may sound, may seem be hypocritical for me to go out and get my hair cut during this, but um, you know, what? did if you, you wear a mask during it or not? Uh, not during it. Um, but uh, maybe I should have. Uh, okay, just... now Shane. All right, I was going to be like, no, you're fine. Now Shane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they also do, no, like, I also don't do beard and it's, it's a bunch of stuff. Did but, the yeah, person it's... cutting your hair wear, the, wear a mask while no. they were cutting your hair? No. Uh, My so friend's they... a barber and they, like, when they first, and here's the thing, the same sort of scenario has happened where at first they had, like, a lot more PPE and they stopped doing it. But initially... The client was wearing a mask, the barber was wearing a mask, and then you know how they put like a cape on you? Uh, yes. Uh, they had to like buy disposable ponchos, so each person was wearing like a plastic poncho. Yeah, I don't think mine was disposable. Well, and, yeah, and they were only letting like one person in, one person out of the salons at the time. So like- Yeah, this was a bit, this was a bit crowded. <laughs> it was, and my thing right now, and maybe this isn't an attitude I should have because it perpetuates uh, what's going on, but like if other people aren't wearing masks, uh, sometimes I, 
at work, uh, I, I try to wear a mask, but it's a very physical job. And it's uh, sometimes I'm in areas where it's, you know, 10 degrees hotter than it is outside. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to do better, but like, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's difficult, but, and it's really difficult when other people around you aren't doing the same. So you're just like, well, this is for you. My, me wearing a space mask is for other people. The fact that well, you're not, they're not wearing a mask around you, you're, you're yeah, no, that's, that's so the thing. You know. I, I, but I definitely, if I go out, hmm? As, like, if you're, like, at work, you're wearing a mask and no one else is around you, you're screwed because of their decision-making. Yeah. So, at that point, like, just for your own, like, ability to breathe or whatever in the environment you work in, I probably wouldn't fucking wear one either because mm. what? Yeah. Maybe reducing their risk, but clearly they don't give a fuck about you, so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that kind of person, like, oh, all or nothing, but fuck. Yeah, it will be me in 110 well, degree weather. Well, the thing, is, yeah, if I do I, go out, if I do like stop into a bar, or get some to get something to eat or whatever, I'll wear a mask for the servers, especially because they're they're they don't have they 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 ha have to be there. Like that's the thing is like they are already paid very little, and uh, they're doing like most of them are doing their best to keep other people safe. So I think it's just. A, uh, a, a at at the most, it should be just a courtesy to other people. But yeah. Huh. Well, it's one of those things that when when we first when a bunch of businesses just reopened in Iowa City, I talked to a few people I knew about it, and a lot of them were just kind of like, "Well, whatever. I'm not I'm not going to die from it." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, there are lower chances for us at our age to die from it, even like us getting it's lower." But um, the idea is that's about community health. So that's where I'm like, I don't know. That's generally where I try to tell people. I'm like, it's about, it's not about you personally. It's about everybody around you. And it's about the idea that I'm probably not going to die from it, but I could give it to somebody who then they would die from it. And this well, is not only that, you have to think about outlying loved ones. Like, okay, hmm. their mothers, their fathers. Like, I don't know how old your parents are, but my parents are, you know, my dad's six five and my mom's almost six feet. Like oh, they I'm, are I'm susceptible to get this and die from this shit too. Not just not just the elderly, like and honestly people in me and Al's age range or, and Josh, like in our thirties, we are just as likely to actually die from it too. I'm sorry, like, what? People in my age range are dying from this shit. Look it I'm up, sorry, man. What? Well I was we just can I'm only Especially me because I smoke cigarettes and I'm a scumbag. So. <laughs> there it is, that America. Is, and I know. Because you're a scumbag is why you won't get it or you'll beat it if you do get it. <laughs> you have to look at it that way. I believe Jesus did Thank say you. scumbags. Thank you, Alan, for that. Um, perks to be a scumbag. Scumbag, scumbags will inherit earth. Well, that seems to be accurate right now. We, we, we had the joke. Um, so I've also been... Uh, doing a lot of protests. Um, also, that group, almost everybody wears masks constantly. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we, Actually, uh, the only people that don't wear masks at the protests are the police. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the narcs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
very nice. Okay, you're a narc. Get the fuck out. Uh, but um, what, we the, the only guy I oh, saw. I, sorry, Nancy. Um, I was just gonna say the joke that me and my friends had was um the night that we all got tear gassed and we were walking back to the bar. We were joking like. My lungs don't feel right. I don't know whether it's because I'm a chain smoker or COVID or tear gas, but something's not right there. And we right. all just laugh. <laughs> but it's really not funny. And then, like, I have friends that are the same way. They're like, well, I got tear gas. I guess in America, this is just a rite of passage. You know, like, that's fucking shit, man. Like, where else in the world? Nowhere else in the world would that be even a, a joke. It's not People a get tear gas in other places. <laughs> Like here. <laughs> no, like, oh, they get tear gas a lot worse like, than other did places. You, are now. you they, keeping up with the protests in Hong Kong? Like, yeah, they don't fuck around there, yeah. man. They, yeah. Well, China is a total outlier. In China, you can only have one child. Like, come on. I mean, like, but, but that's the thing is, like, all over the world, people are, well, that's the thing is, like, people protest. Like, look at France. Like, France is the same, you know, what's going on. You know, they're, they're standing up for, for racial rights in America. And they're getting their shit kicked too. Like that's the thing. It's it's not solely it. It's there are specific things Amer that are American about it, but uh, it's not solely an American thing. Authority, well, authority is, is universal. Gun issue. Like in Europe, you can't even really get your hand handgun. You know. But anyways. Oh yeah. I don't think it's a commonality either, but has everyone here been tear gas? I haven't. Or, or I have sprayed? not been tear gas. I have been pepper sprayed. Have you, Elo? They're pretty close. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Alo. <laughs> Alo. Uh, Alo. I have a joke I mean, about that. It's funny. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> about it. Halo. Halo. Is that what you say when you get tear gas? You're like, Halo! Halo, <laughs> <laughs> my, my old friend. This is America. Tear gas me again. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know. Uh, have you been tear gas, though, Halo? It's not fun, right? Oh, pepper. Pepper's. Tear gas too, yeah. yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not meant to be fun. It's, it's, meant <laughs> to, it's meant to make you do what they want you to do, which is usually yeah. disperse. Disperse. What was the, like? There was a video I saw of a um. Well, just recently, it might have been today that they that they did this or yesterday, but there was like um a, a violin vigil for. And again, I, I can't even like think of the Elijah name. Elijah McCain. Elijah yeah, McCain. My, my niece was at that. Yeah? That's yeah, awesome. she was uh, she was doing it on live and I got on there and I was roasting the cops that were standing there and she was reading it out loud to the cops. It was the greatest thing. I might post it in a little bit. I haven't <laughs> edited it. That's Actually, what, what happened last yeah, night. That situation with Elijah McCain is so unbelievably disgusting. I don't even like to think about it. Is this, the, is this the kid who got shot in the back uh who was a security guard at a like an auto parts store no it was it was this like 17 year old kid who would go file in for all the kittens at like the hey, cat. <laughs> so the visual was a bunch of people so lonely so the visual was a bunch of people playing violin 
And then you can watch the video of this, all the police showing up in riot gear just surrounding them while they're just sitting there in like a park playing violins and shit with that. This... And then start like interjecting into the crowd and then people making a barrier to block the violin players and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, um, this is why I keep like questioning whether or not the police want us to hate them. But of course it's not, they want us to hate them. They want us to fear them. That's, that's the thing. And that's why the, the, like the police want us to like, think we need them and want us to respect them and want us to, uh, you know, believe that they're, they're like the good guys, but they keep doing shit like this. And it's just like, like, this is why the dam is breaking on this whole thing. Is this like, you know, police just aren't even trying to, to, you know, calm down. Oh, but, um, okay. I wanted to get back to, um, Alo talking about the fucking, uh, roasting police because, I've seen that at a few protests here where specifically like there's this one really short guy who's always in like full deck fight here. And people always seem to point him out. It's just like, why is nobody fucking making fun of this guy who's like four foot ten and just decked out and shit? And like the first time we thought um, that they were all lined up in front of the, the jail and we were there and I was in like the front line. This guy just like walks up in front of the front line, just points out, it's just like why is nobody roasting this this short motherfucker's ass right now? And even some of the police officers just started laughing where this guy just like comes out and comes out. He's um, like the Cotton Hill of the Iowa City PD. Well, he, he definitely seems like one of those guys who got shit for being short in high school. Definitely has short man syndrome, and so that's why he became a cop. Oh, yeah. Um, the, other one, the other one was um, one time that we were down at city hall somebody caught a photo of this guy in full right gear like hiding behind a bush (laughs) 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 like that photo circulated so much around all of us because we're like seriously this guy's like in full right gear like huddled up behind a bush because just came there to shout at them all right (laughs) like I'm just thinking of a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon where he's in full riot gear and just walking around in the bush like. That's the thing. That's the thing that's most crazy about it to me is like, nine times out of ten when there's violence is being enacted on these people, they're not even fucking doing anything. The only thing they're doing is yelling, like you said, yelling at them. We're yelling at them. Yep. They can't even. They can't even de-escalate that. You know they can't. What are they? What are they doing then? You know, what are they? What are they capable of? Oh, I guess I guess that is how I'm how I've been staying healthy is that I've been getting all my exercise from Mark. <laughs> that's that's what that's good for. All right. No, truly, I've been there too. Like, not this week, but the week before. I walked and marched so much that my body was like physically. Yeah, and like my friend, we got to like the. And Josh was there for this. He saw us. My friend Keisha asked me to pick up her son's like, stroller, his buggy, and I like went to pick it up, and I was like almost physically unable to help her carry her son up this hill. And like initially, just because people are still marching in behind you, I like tried to pick it up and literally just. And everyone's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay," but like I'm physically like experiencing serious fatigue from this shit. You know, but 
that's why they tell you to take days off. Like right. your days of work are just as important as your days of work. Um, right. Um, God, I was trying to remember. There was some other one that we, I don't know. Now I'm just like, sorry that I got us on that topic, but I'm just sitting there like there was something else we all kept on joking about. I don't know because it's also like you know you're you're really serious the entire time, so it's good to crack jokes. Um, right. I guess one one of the ones that is like weird during it is like when you get in the middle of the group and you hear the chant behind you and the chant in front of you not up and you don't know what to scream out and then you just like look at the people next to you and you just shrug your shoulders and you're just like I guess I'm just gonna sit out for the next five minutes of chanting because I can't line up with both of these shouting at me when you're in the middle of the group. There there were moments uh in the one we went to Saturday last Saturday um where you know we we would get a few chants going and then the person you know in the back who's who's you know doing the chants with the megaphone switches it up and everyone's just looking at her and was like you didn't tell you didn't you didn't get to what what are we supposed to say yeah. um this was that i took a day off and then the next day i guess they they sat down and had sessions where they were teaching people new chants that were like more complicated in their and like their cadence and stuff like that so i'm like way off so like those ones i'm just sitting off but i was happy that they did have like sometimes when we take an intersection over they'd stop and like okay so this is how this chant goes um everybody learn it yeah, we're gonna practice. need to do though a little bit because like and i've went into where there's like you know people who are substantially older but they're trying to march that need like a little break like you can stop for a second Oh, yeah. 30 seconds well, I mean, for everybody to catch back up a little bit and then go again, you know, but that's a good idea. That's also stuff where, um, I mean, whatever we do it downtown, my, um, my regular bar actually has out like big coolers for it. And they always just whenever March, come on by this, come out and just shout anybody who needs water needs to use the bathroom. Just come in right now. Like no questions asked. <laughs> We're not, we're not going to ID you. Just run and use the bathroom and leave. You're good. Da, da, da. And that's something that, like, when we actually say that, we say, like, yeah, you know, this is what a community is supposed to be like. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, my experience is here because I think I've participated in almost every single march that's gone down since we started marching this town. Um, like, we're marching down the middle of Main Street, and there's just fucking people on the patios drinking and having dinner and shit and there's a lot of people who will come out of the restaurant and you know put a hand up or clap for us or hoot and holler and i'm like if you feel that way why are you not out here with us you know and then also the people that just sit there and are just like so comfortable to just eat dinner and look at you almost indignantly like why are you doing this you look like a fucking idiot like, to this crowd of people, it's well, yeah, it, it, that makes me sicker than anything, to be honest. The people at the patio shout out for cheers. You shout at them like you can be at too, and like you get a bunch of people to just start shouting stuff like that at them. And we've gotten well, plenty of people just to join our marches like that. That's just like they march on by and they cheer for it. And like, seriously, it's not that hard. Just come out here, and then like every once in a while, there's like, yeah, you know what, like. I think we had one where we were marching past the Dairy Queen 
and these this group of like four young girls uh when we we're i think we were shining like white silence is white violence or whatever and then it's like these four girls are like you know what we can join that and like put all their stuff in their car and close it up and then just joined it and the entire crowd just applause for them that's just like right. yeah you well it's what it should be about like if you really agree and you know a lot of people maybe just don't know this kind of shit happens but then you're right there just join just join you know that's the thing like they need numbers like last night one of my friends Oliver posted like people need to show up here right now in Des Moines because we just need the numbers you know and sometimes it really is just a numbers game like you need numbers for protection um, so it's a hotter topic since we've been talking about this for what? Like well, we do we do have that video that that uh, Liberty sent that we could be oh. playing a little bit of. Um, oh, the Sasha Baron Cohen one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Borat's at it again. Right. Here I got this. Uh, there we go. God damn it. There we go. Yeah, isn't this like a good uh, podcasting when you see me just go through every single thing before going? Liberals, liberals, what we gotta do? Inject them with the Wuhan flu. Liberals, what we gotta do? Liberals, what we gotta do? Inject them with the Wuhan flu. at it again uh, oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> uh, so Baron Cohen infiltrated a right wing what a, a right wing rally I believe they were centers, but yeah yeah it, it's yeah, got it, yeah it's got a um a, a hint of throw the juke down the well uh from Borat <laughs> I wasn't okay. just saying, like, it's, it's throw the judo. I'm referencing the movie. Apparently, uh, what ha happened was eventually they, like, caught on to him. Did you read the article? No, I did not. I didn't I have mean, I did. So, yeah, so they basically, what happened was he did this or whatever, and they let him go on for, like, quite a while. And then... <laughs> well, the, 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 the video is almost nine minutes long. Yeah, so he went on for, like, that whole time. And I don't know why the video cut or whatever. Under, like, more video will be released eventually. But they basically caught on to him and, like, tried to, like, you know, get on the stage and, and kind of a thing. And he had, like, an ambulance nearby. And the whole band just, like, their security stepped up and, like, blocked all these people from getting at him. And then they all just ran off and jumped in this uh, ambulance and left. But then later on, Sasha came back in like a different outfit and then started interviewing people about what had happened. And they still didn't know that it was the same guy. Like, it, it, well, it's weird because it's it it's just seems like people who are that far gone or that far right 
don't understand when they're being made fun of. Like that's like, it, it, like if like, and I see all these like right wingers try to be quote unquote like pretend to be quote unquote Democrats or quote unquote leftists. Like first off, they don't understand the difference between the two, and like that's the, one of the hilarious thing. And second of all, uh. They they're just like so they just like so over the top that you're just like yeah you're definitely a fake you you definitely aren't being sincere right now we can tell uh, because you're incredibly unsubtle about it yeah I just think yeah. it's fucking hilarious like, yeah. I don't care I don't care no yeah no 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 I'm with you like that's the thing it's just like it's just weird that that like Sasha Baron Cohen can keep doing that to people of that political alignment that was i actually did talk about this with the gas station attendant when i bought cigarettes before this where i was just like one of the videos was that sasha baron cohen stuff and then he's like oh i was unaware of it and i told him about it and um got he's just like how can he keep on doing this stuff how does nobody recognize him and by, and and by like, the way in the video he's dressed like an old-timey farmer like the only time I've ever right. seen that is in, you know, sketches making fun of Hicks. Like, yeah. He has the backup though. He hired a real man. Yeah. No. His... <laughs> he put yeah. it on. He put it on him for sure. Yeah. Another thing that I read that I don't, I didn't read your article just because I was reading other ones before that it was that um, some of the leaders of the protests uh recognized it partway through and tried to run back and cut the power from him. Yeah, but, that's what I'm talking like, about. So much yeah, for freedom of speech. Of, yeah, they had a bunch of security guards guarding the, the power source on it so they couldn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, and then they just ran off the stage and hopped in this ambulance and got it. Like, oh, yeah. like Dan style. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's one of those things, because I also uh, am thinking about this, um, God, I forget her fucking name, because she's just another bleach blonde Republican, you know, 22-year-old who, like, just goes around college campuses, but one of her videos was uh, going around college campuses and asking people, like, uh, you, you, so, so uh, you're okay with, like, a man in the woman's bathroom? And it's just like... This is yeah. very obvious, and you're you're not going to get the reaction you think you're going to. Get. Like, I mean, I'm fine with anyone in any bathroom. I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, what a bunch of crap. I'm more Ooh. worried about people I know, or people I don't know that are criminals assaulting me than people using a fucking pisser. I was going to be. Is this is this where I go on my gender neutral bathroom rants? <laughs> Ooh, yes, sure. please. <laughs> You got, one, you got one locked and loaded? Let's go. It's not as if I haven't done it enough times in my life because it's like, generally, uh, regardless of if I go into a men's bathroom or a women's bathroom, I get harassed one way or the other in them. Um, and Oh, one of the worst times is when I went to see a Bears-Packers game with my brother and I got surrounded by a bunch of people shouting at me. I was in the wrong bathroom. And I turned to them and said, in the women's bathroom, you might be arrested. Um, right. And... I had to cut my piss short and go up to the bathroom attendant who was very nice towards me the entire game and even his shit beer. Um, I know. Shout out to that person. <laughs> um, but um, 
you know, mine is like, yeah, I like gender neutral bathrooms. They make me feel safe. Um, I generally am not worried in there. And um, I've been at, let's see, there's a bar in Boys Town, which is the gay neighborhood in Chicago, that actually their bathroom, like, is just kind of open and it's for whoever. And it's like right next to the dance floor. And it's just like, yeah, you walked in there and I never heard any assaults going on there. It's just like, yeah, this is, I guess, because it's That's a queer environment. Well, the, the whole argument is illogical in any pl any case. Like, what, you think a, a, a man's going to put on a dress, pretend to, be, pretend to be trans, and go in and molest kids in a busy uh, public restroom? Like, that's that makes... Like a lot of uh, assaults that take place in in um, bathrooms are by men just like being men. They, you know, they they you know see a, a a person go in there by themselves and they just take the. It's a crime of opportunity. Like it's can fucked we not up. Call them men? Can we just call them criminals because they have a criminal mindset and they're going to do that regardless? Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to like say like, oh, they're not real men because they're criminals. I don't want, like that's like saying. Well, I'm not saying that they're not men, but I'm saying regardless of their gender, they're a criminal. They're not. Well, I mean, like, but it it, it punctuates punctuates my point about gender and how it's illogical to think like a transgender person, uh, as opposed to a cis man, like uh, that transgender. Uh, people are are more um and i probably should have used the um the the uh, cis men before going on about that but also like also uh, there's the their people the people who are kind of most affected by this are like you know like nancy someone non-binary or butch lesbians you know what i mean like it's people who don't fit you know the gender norms and that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what, like, uh, what my conclusion to that was, but that's just Velma. Sorry, I was listening. I was just going to move down to my little bench outside my apartment to smoke, and then I just saw a bunch of animal shit on the ground. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. I, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> what, what kind of animal? I don't know. Really, they couldn't find the right bathroom for them. <laughs> they had to poop wherever they could. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm assuming it kind of looks like dog, but. <laughs> <laughs> we need the chart. We need the animal crap chart. I want to know when somebody poops, how you can identify if it was male or female poop. I think that's I'm sure how we some, I'm, I'm sure some weirdo survivalist can. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm just like worried I'm gonna gag again if I actually like put up the, the phone towards and like look at this shit. Um <laughs> this in the comment. Um, I don't know. I I mean I got a lot of rabbits and I got some owls out here. I don't know. I live like my apartment's right next to a creek. So I see a bunch of ducks and special. That's actually a good thing during quarantine is I've been seeing a lot more animals out. I actually saw an otter the other day. It was Ooh. great. Oh my God, I love them. That's <laughs> utterly <laughs> amazing. Go to an otter clip? Did you, did you hear the thing I said, Liberty? Hello, yeah. did you hear? I yes. said it's utterly amazing. <laughs> Can I say it again? Did you yes. get it? Yeah, okay, set, set, set me up again. So 
Uh, and I saw an otter the other day. There. That's utterly amazing. Mm. Did it. Even got a mugging. Yep. <laughs> if I achieve nothing in my lifetime uh, else, at least I did that. Oh, come on. I just want to say that last weekend for Father's Day, I went to a place for a picnic with my dad, and it was Otter Creek Lake, and there were no otters, so I'm really mad about it. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm so sorry you haven't alive. My whole, my whole <laughs> <laughs> okay. For now. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's one of the things that I'm meant to do is pull out the dead dad card, all right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> about your dad. Oh God, that's um, God, that's my. So I had been hosting the last couple of weeks of the open mic when it opened back up, and I'd always tell people at the start, I'm like, if you want to do your shitty quarantine jokes, go right ahead. Like, nobody should tell you not to do those. I'm just not gonna accept bigotry in here. But uh, do your shitty quarantine jokes, and I tell them mine where it's um, I uh, they tell you to stay six feet away from somebody, but with my dad that's really easy because the only way I can get closer than six feet is if I'm grave robbing. That's against the law. <laughs> it's not the best, but I generally try to open that up just to like let people know they can do quarantine jokes because people try to shame each other into do not doing them. And I'm like, it's an experience. Fucking yeah. do it. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. One of the best ones I saw was that's like, about grave robbing. <laughs> Everybody does it. Might as well. It's a universal experience. Do you got something you need to tell us, Allo? You haven't grave robbed yet? What? I thought it was 2020. Mm -hmm. we, we've all drove in... What, God, I'm trying to think how far away it is towards my dad's gravesite. I think it's like 10 hours. We've all done that before, right? To just grave rob our dad for no reason right? <laughs> i love the for no reason part it's like i'm kind of bored i'll take a road trip maybe stop off at like the biggest ball of string and then uh, i'll rob my dad's grave <laughs> the biggest <laughs> this is where i'm relatable in my comedy i'm gonna <laughs> Uh, just the whole ball of string to your dad's grave. Yep. Your dad, you made it. You might be dead, but here's the world's largest ball of string. It's fine. Yeah, or like that that area where there's like a bunch of backsides of Cadillacs sticking out. Like you know what I mean? Like some kind of road, road like a tourist trap. Anyway. Oh, In Iowa, yeah. we just have the world's largest frying pan. We do. I've never been there. Has I? Have you guys ever been there? I have not. World's largest frying pan? I'm oh, not, no. I'm personally really scared to go there because I feel like if I stand in it, it's just like an opportunity to be like, for the aliens to just come eat me. You know? I'm just hot and ready, like a little Caesar steak. To serve man, it's a cookbook. <laughs> it's a cookbook. It's not enough. <laughs> okay. I just want to throw Let's... the whole butter cow in there and then fry up every single piece of Iowa. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the only thing I could hear. 
I was I watching. Wanna, a, I want to take down the monument for the world's largest dragon. I was watching a clip from Veep, and uh, uh, like, um, there's a woman who gave uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Julia Louise Dreyfus, a um, a a slab of butter shaped like the state of Iowa. I was just like, God damn it! This is what everyone thinks. Of us. Oh, fuck. I mean, only in Iowa do people stand in line for hours to see a life-size cow made of butter. <laughs> Honestly, I stopped going to the Iowa State Fair when I was like 16. I told my family I can't do this ever again. Like I'm done. done. Those things are exhausting. Like it's just. God. I had a lot of first there. I'm from Des Moines, so I had a lot of first there. Does that include um, like what? did you uh, the butter cow? That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Fuck the butter cow, aloe. It's butter, it might feel good. I don't butter you can't just have sex with butter cows. It's, that's also criminal. Oh, is it is it criminal? Well, well, the butter cows consenting. Um, it's a political statement against our <laughs> Iowa oppressors. All right, like, <laughs> love it. It's a, it's a, it's um, a, it's a political statement in putting my penis in the cow's uh, buttery butt. I am uh, blocking carbon emissions that are dis- that are destroying the ozone layer and and you contributing have carbon to, coming uh, out of your dick. Uh, cl- <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Everything ultimately is made out of carbon. You're right, Josh. I think your anti-global warming um, <laughs> joke about fucking the butter cow has some eggs. Work on that, honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the cow doesn't have legs anymore because they melted. It's a warm dick. <laughs> Warm dick. That's a very specific. Luke warm dick. Warmest dick all right. I mean, that's... I feel like they have to have the butter cow on ice, so you know, mm-hmm. your dick is gonna cool off because it's an appendage, not <laughs> your internal organs. It's an external organ, so right. the butter cow will make your dick warm instead of hot, and I stand by that. Uh, it's my saute dick. Um, uh, Nancy, we we are getting a lot of feedback from you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Fuck. There's actually a at my bad. <laughs> um, but I did. Is, I, is okay, it, so, am I supposed to ruin it by talking about the um? I did afties with a friend uh, two nights ago that we stayed up until like 5 a.m. in the morning watching a Karl Marx German movie. Um, <laughs> Wait, well, do you mean a movie about Karl Marx or? Yeah. Okay. And, and Hegel and all that stuff and about the start of the revolution, but it was all in German. We're just like blacked out drunk, just sitting there just being like, yeah, <laughs> you, go, you go get it. Um, fuck the proletariat. <laughs> like, <and we're> like, <laughs> drunk at like 4 a.m. just like sit there screaming at this German movie. It was fun. Um, speaking of movies. I've been there. 
Speaking of movies, uh, something I just kind of wanted to, and it's probably something only I care about. Um, but uh, earlier this week, uh, director Joel Schumacher died, uh, which a lot of nerds will know him as the guy who ruined Batman. Uh, I know him as the guy who introduced me to Batman. Uh, he, he did uh, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, but he also did Lost Boys, Falling Down, uh, he, the Flatliners. He's, he, I always felt like he got a bum rap uh, because of the Batman movies uh, that he did. Be, and I'll be honest, they're so fucking entertaining. I want, I'm, I'm like, the only reason I'm bringing it up right now is I want people to realize that they are not the worst kind of bad. They're actually fun as hell. If, like as bad movies i don't know i just kind of wanted to go on that rant uh, also uh you know pride month he was an openly gay director in a time when that wasn't uh very um you know so oh, but, fuck that's why you asked me last second to be on this show because you need a queer person for pride month i forgot <laughs> inaccurate <laughs> at all also accurate you can't <laughs> No, we've been gotcha. we've been featuring different um, queer folks all month. So you had previously come to mind. I compiled a list of people actually, and then Josh had said to me, "Well, Liberty, there's only four weeks in the month," and I'm like, "Well, there's like 12, 15 people on the list that I can think of off the top of my head, and probably most of them will not be able to, so it'll work out." And like I said, Janice's sister at 30 years old had a heart attack, and you were the first person I mentioned or messaged, and you agreed. So thank you. But well, it's, uh, I'm sorry if you feel that I think I was like getting drunk and playing video games at the time, and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is kind of being here. And yeah, it's. Queer. And by the way, that is kind of the average mode for any podcast guest is getting drunk and playing video games. So. Oh, fuck. Um, this reminds me of, so when I was in Chicago, we only recorded three episodes of this, but me and a friend did a podcast that was about video game characters, their butts, and whether we lick them up. <laughs> That's all it was. I love okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. Give us a break. I, I need a breakdown of all three episodes. What were the characters and where'd you come out and whether or not you would lick their butts? So, first one, we started with some Sonic characters and then went to Mario Universe. I feel like Sonic... I feel oh, like Sonic Sonic's is too easy. Like, that's that's already a horny fandom. That was just, like, the first, like, five to ten minutes. But, mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was my, my friend... Oh, God. That also all started because um, me and, God, uh, the guy who runs, it's like the comedy bar in Nevada, Iowa, a few years back, um, made some posts against Michelle Wolf's, um, got like a presidential roast or whatever. That's oh, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I that. And then me and two of my friends just, started uh he started saying some homophobic stuff i mean it's not homophobic so then we just all started offering to lick his butt <laughs> <laughs> and just no matter what 
what you say, we just bring it back to look at that sweet butt of his and um, <laughs> blocked us and we were banned from ever getting booked there, which I'm like, you weren't going to book me there anyway, so who cares? Um, <laughs> so then, um, like, yeah, last year, me and my friends started talking about it again, and then we're just like, oh, fuck, um, because I have weird knowledge of video game canon, especially Nintendo stuff. Let's just start doing a podcast where we just start talking about licking video game through spots. And then <laughs> I, and yeah, we only did three episodes because like our work schedules were so out of sync. And then I out in Chicago, so I couldn't go over to his place anymore and get drunk and talk about licking video game characters. Well, I feel like it. I feel like it only makes sense if you're getting drunk, though. Like, drunk, though. Oh yeah, it was like a lot of times it was that I would show up on like my day off at his place right before he went to work, and he worked at a brewery, and he would just have like a shit ton of beers, just lay them out, and we just crack them open and just like, just like start talking about character and then i'd talk about the canon of them and say why i believe in this canon i would lick this character's butt or not lick this character's butt and like you do the same and it was just like fun i want to know which character's butt you want to lick yeah like where'd you come out on that i'm trying to remember because we like we started making a list um god uh, Potter is one to ten most believable. <laughs> I remember Mario was a no because he gets enough. But he, like we're like, honey, that guy. <laughs> we yeah, don't need he to had, he's he's only he's known for having athlete. girlfriends. Yeah, he has Daisy, he has Peach. Um. Oh, Peach. Peach. We definitely would like Peach's butt. Um, oh yeah, she just seems like it. it like. I, I feel like it would taste like frosting. Her name is Peach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta eat um, that ass. You gotta eat ass all the way to the pit. Ooh, honey. Well, the whole uh, peach. The whole peach. As a character, I don't think we'd lick his butt. Um, Who? Pit. He's a uh, angel from Kid Icarus. Uh, okay. Since our third one was Ash Brothers, he's a playable character in that. Mm, um, okay. I'm trying to remember all these. And also, he's a child. He's a a notable child. Oh, this is also... Okay, so I also go to Super Smash Brothers tournaments. So before we did the Smash Brothers tournament, I posted up in all my competitive Smash Brothers Facebook groups uh, that I do a podcast where we talk about whether we lick video game characters' butts or not. Can you please talk about your main character and whether you lick it or not? A bunch of people are like, Seriously, this is the shittiest post I've ever seen on this page. And like, I think I got from one, but um, <laughs> like it's like I actually go competitive, so I follow the the Facebook pages, and um, I took that opportunity to ask them, and some people were really receptive, and other people were like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> They're not ready. It's 2020. We'd be talking about all the buttholes, including video games. Oh, I, my my good my boy. Um, he used to be a Luigi main out of Chicago. I don't know where he lives now, but his tag was Starbase Fruit, and he's like, 
he's openly gay in the scene, and he got in trouble at Smash and Splash, which is the tournament up at Johnson Bells. So, like, he's in just, like, a Luigi Speedo because he's like, yeah, when I get knocked out, I'm going to go jump in the pool. And they asked him to throw on more clothes for the stream and shit like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, which was kind of like, um, But um, he, he probably would lick Luigi's butt, if I remember. I will say, like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Luigi seems like, uh, how'd you do that? Um, but I, I, I will interject. Smash and, uh, uh, was it Smash and Splash? Sounds like a, uh, a water sports porno. It sounds like licking someone's butthole after they had an enema. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Um, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Always love a good check, please. Um, uh, I was like, you don't hang out with me enough. I do bar catchphrases too often, and check, please, is definitely one. That you love go, it. Uh, love it. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that voice, too. And you have to do the mm, check, like everything. Check, please. And you're just like, ooh, awkward. Well, I did one of them earlier, and you were, uh, because you guys hang out with me at the bars all the time, life is a highway is one of mine as well, where it's just like when somebody ends like a statement, you just go, well, life is a highway, and I'm going to write it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. I've had two more <laughs> Uh Well, Nancy, thank you for being on the show. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But um, before we go, is there anything you want to promote? Uh, any place people can find you? I don't know. Um, meet me at the bars in Iowa City and drink with me is what I promote. Um, <laughs> I need internet- some drinks. Yes. International Non-Binary Day, I believe, is July 14th. And if you don't come out and buy me drinks and you're a big... Uh... <laughs> see, this is the problem. This is the problem with being... This is the problem with being a straight, white, cisgendered man. I can't guilt anybody into buying me drinks. Oh, it never... <laughs> it, it, it worked on show. That I guilted people into buying me drinks for International Non-Binary Day, even though it was like a month after that. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, and I'm going to say the business of the week might as well be the Yacht Club. Uh, they apparently seem like they need it. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link to their website. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of bars are doing this. Uh, do you know if they, they have uh, gift cards on their website? People can buy? Uh, they did at the start of quarantine. I'm not sure if they still do that. They probably do. Um, I would recommend Yacht Club just because, A, um, that's the big Iowa City open mic, um, and yeah. I work there as well. Da-da-da. There's also a GoFundMe page for – it's through Studio 13 because it's owned by the same owner, and honestly, they're the same building. Um, they actually have a stairwell that connects towards each other, and that's the gay bar in Iowa City. And um, because we're out of work again, uh, the owner puts up a GoFundMe page. Uh, also, uh, if I mean, just a personal one is go about Deadwood in Iowa City because that place has been my home forever, and they're really supportive and they're great. Um, they're great for queer rights and they're great for black rights as well. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll put a link in for all three of those. 
um, today. And uh, Allo Lib, uh, you got anything uh, you guys want to promote or uh, anything else? Anything else you want to say? No. Oh, thanks for coming on, Nancy. Appreciate yeah. having you. Oh, thank you. Nancy, yeah, I can't wait to see you in person again. Um, once yeah, uh, miss you. Miss I might you. start. I might start doing open mics again at, uh, once the Yacht Club opens back up. Yeah, we're talking mid-July right now, and it might be end of July, but mid-July was the starting talking point, and we'll see how uh, Iowa City's dealing with COVID by then. It's kind of what... Right. Oh, sorry. I've been right. chugging too many White Claws. Um, it sounds like that's um, kind of the starting idea is like July 15th or right. so, and then... It might be end of July. We'll see. Okay. And people wear a goddamn mask when you go out. If you're going to go out, wear a fucking mask. Just don't do it. We, we have free masks at the bar. Just, I, I can't. It was like my boss told me not to tell people that they have to wear it, but also really heavily insinuate that, hey, we have free masks. And it's just right there. And everybody would be right. like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> well. It's like I said. If you're riding on an airplane and the masks drop down, you're going to refuse to wear those, too. Ooh, that's Put a good metaphor. fucking well, masks on, you animals. Don't be like future. Have your mask on. Uh, anyway. Uh, thank you, Nancy, for being on. Uh, I'm Josh Pfizer. I'm Liberty. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I'm Josh Francis. <laughs> and uh wait josh is your dad wait what's this dynamic now wait, wait you never heard about the show where i'm Allo's mom and josh is uh oh yeah you dad? guys want to make <laughs> yep it's gonna happen it's all right it, cool. we'll, we'll make it happen got a dad unlike me <laughs> No, you do. You I'll dug him up dad. and he's in yeah, your... If you need a dad, I'll be your dad. Yeah. No, you dug him up and he's like in, in like a spare room, uh, Norman Bates style. <laughs> you can bring him to my house and you can have a room here and I'll be, we'll be your dad. Uh, thank you all for and listening. <laughs> thank you all for listening to the Fancy Werewolf Lounge. You don't have to go home, but you probably should stay home. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>